Hi, Gary Zacharias with The Apologist Bookshelf. Uh, while I'm doing this podcast, Christmas is creeping up on us, and I wanted to talk about some general books to consider for Christmas gifts, And uh, but it doesn't necessarily have to be Christmas. These would be books that would be good for holidays, for birthdays, for anything that you can think of an excuse to go out and buy a book for somebody or have somebody get a book for you. So let's take a look at just in different areas of apologetics, some good possible reading material. Actually, let me start with something that's not a book. I like World Magazine. Uh, World Magazine is wonderful. It's got areas of movies and television and books and uh, music and technology and lifestyle from a Christian perspective, kind of a time magazine, I guess you would say. All right, so there's the magazine. Let's take a look at books. Um, let me focus first, just for a second, on scientific books that might be good. Lee Strobel's A Case for a Creator, and you know the whole way Lee Strobel works. He's the journalist, he's not the expert, and he goes out and he talks to people who are the experts, and this one makes a really good scientific uh, point for the existence of a God. So The Case for a Creator, Another really good one by uh, J. Warner Wallace is God's Crime Scene, uh, looking at the evidence for a divinely created universe. And I've talked about these books in my other podcasts, so you can certainly go there and find some more information. But I'd like to keep moving because I've got a lot of books I wanted to cover today. So just in the area of science, I'd recommend A Case for a Creator and God's Crime Scene. How about history? There's a book, again, that I have talked about in the past. It had an old title. If you find it under that title, it's called Under the Influence. It's now called How Christianity Changed the World. And it's really the transformation that Christianity brought. We don't know our history as well as we should. And so it's things about slavery and how Christianity changed art and architecture and literature and education and even economics. So I would suggest a, if you've got somebody in your family or friend who's really interested in history, that's a good book. General Apologetics. Okay, hold your uh, horses here. We've got a, a bunch of them to choose from. I'm going to give you, I don't know, probably eight or nine here, so I, it's, it's a bunch. But I'm going to start with The Story of Reality, Greg Kokel's book. He did the book on tactics, and I'm going to get to that in just a second. But The Story of Reality is wonderful. Subtitle, How the World Began, How it Ends, and Everything Important that Happens in Between. You can think of it as um, a mere Christianity for the 21st century. So C.S. Lewis's book covered the basics of Christianity in a clear way. Well, I would say Greg Kokel has done the same thing for the modern uh, reader. And so The Story of Reality is a terrific book to get a hold of. Then I'm lumping three books together here. Natasha Crane is her name, and she's got a book called Talking With Your Kids About God, Keeping Your Kids on God's Side, and Talking With Your Kids About Jesus. Now, her name is Natasha Crane, that's C-R-A-I-N, and the people that are praising this book are pretty impressive. Nancy Piercy, J. Warner Wallace, Frank Turek, uh, Sean McDowell, Lee Strobel, and the thing is, if you've got kids or grandkids, you really need to get books into the hands of the parents. If you're the grandparent, get them into the hands of the parents. These books help people know how to 
explain to their kids clearly Jesus and God and uh, trying to get them to stay away from what the world is telling them about Christianity, giving them the truth about it in a, in a very easy-to-understand format. So it's, it's conversations that you can have with your kids or grandkids. So Natasha Crane, really important books. Let me take two books by Tim Keller. I like them both. His first one is the one that became a, a huge bestseller called The Reason for God, and I've talked about it before. But things like, why does God allow suffering? How could a loving God send people to hell? Why isn't Christianity more inclusive? So this is the kind of thing that he uh, used to, the kinds of questions he used to get when he was pastor there in uh, Redeemer, in Redeemer Presbyterian Church in New York City. And so he takes these hard issues. And by the way, if you ever have a chance, listen to his um, sermons, and then he would do these series like this, handling these questions. And then uh, after his talk, he would do a Q&A, and they're really fascinating. People would raise some tough issues with him. So he struggles with and handles the whole idea of why do we need God in the 21st century? Subtitled Belief in the Age in an Age of Skepticism. So it's the reason for God. His other one is Making Sense of God, kind of a follow-up book. He calls it an invitation to the skeptical. Why should we want there to be a God? So those two books by Tim Keller are wonderful and uh, extremely helpful. Let me take a, an older book that's been around a long time. It's been revised and updated by a man named Paul Little, L-I-T-T-L-E. It's called Know Why You Believe. Now, he's got an earlier book called Know What You Believe. That's more theology. This is Know Why You Believe. So things like, is Christianity rational? That's a good place to start. Is there a God? All right, pretty good question that you want to ask. Are miracles possible? Does archaeology uh, back up scripture? So it's got some really wonderful topics that he covers here. It's a very small book, very easy to read, sold over a million copies. Um, J.P. Moreland likes it a lot. Let me just hit an, another couple of the chapters so you know the kinds of things that you're getting into. Do science and scripture agree? Does Christianity differ from other world religions? Are the Bible documents reliable? Did Christ rise from the dead? So if you'd like something that's pretty easy and something that you think would be kind of an introductory book to the area of apologetics, know why you believe. Paul Little, I would recommend that one. How about a couple of Lee Strobel books? Well, of course. His first one was The Case for Christ. They made a movie out of it, and so I probably don't need to say much about that, but he investigates the claims and the evidence for Jesus. So The Case for Christ. They used to sell this. I don't know if they still do. They sell them in like uh, six packs, you know, where you can almost give them out like candy. So The Case for Christ. Another of his books uh, that I think is excellent, The Case for Faith. He takes major objections to Christianity that you hear all the time, goes to experts and wrestles with that. Things like, it's offensive to claim Jesus is the only way to God. Or, a loving God would never torture people in hell. God isn't worthy of worship if he kills innocent children. Evolution explains life, so God isn't needed. Well, we went through this book in our apologetics class, and uh, it was powerful. So it's The Case for Faith and The Case for Christ. Here's a book that I'd like to suggest. It's a little more thorough, a little more in-depth. 
If you only had a single book of apologetics, general apologetics, this might be it. It's called I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist. Norm Geisler and Frank Turek were the authors. And uh, I don't think I've gotten around to that one yet to talk about it, but it's a really good book and it follows in a good order. It starts with Can We Know Truth? And then the beginning of the universe, design in the universe, how we get life forms. What about uh, the issue of morality? How do you get morality if there's no God? Miracles. Then they move to Jesus. Do we have some early testimony? And is, is it eyewitness testimony? And did Jesus really rise from the dead? Good thing they have a whole chapter on that. What did Jesus teach about the Bible? And then some appendices that are useful. So I don't have enough faith to be an atheist. Geisler and Turek, really good book. Back to Greg Kokel. Everybody needs to have at least interacted somehow with his book, Tactics. Now I would suggest go ahead and get a copy. You, you need your own copy. He's got a 10th anniversary edition that's out now. And uh, it's a game plan for discussing your Christian convictions. You read the book and you think, well, why didn't I come up with that? That, that seems obvious. That seems useful. That's great. That's impressive. And it, it's simple things that you and I can do. When we're interacting with non-Christians, a game plan for discussing your Christian convictions. It is. It is a game plan. It's a tactic, a series of tactics, so we don't get blindsided. Things like the Columbo tactic, and I'll talk about these sometime when I focus on this book. Um, things like sibling rivalry, taking the roof off. What do you do with a steamroller, a person that just keeps throwing questions at you? So, Lots of impressive things here. Frank Turek, Sean McDowell, Gary Habermas, J.P. Moreland all say you've got to get it. I agree. And speaking of Gary Habermas, we all need this book because the resurrection of Jesus Christ is the most important event in history. If it didn't happen, Christianity is nothing. It's just kind of a waste of our time. So this is a book called The Case for the Resurrection of Jesus, Gary Habermas and Mike Lacona. That book is so good, it's so clear, it's so easy to read, and it's so thorough. Gary Habermas is the leading expert in the world today on the resurrection of Jesus. He doesn't just read Christian documents. He reads books by a lot of skeptics and challenges them. And I think you get done reading this, you feel very confident that Jesus did rise from the dead. Here's a, <laughs> I'm trying to lift it here. This is a huge book that, I, again, if you're down to just a couple of books on your shelf, you might consider this one. It's the completely updated version of Evidence That Demands a Verdict. This is with Josh McDowell and his son, Sean. So make sure it's uh, Josh and Sean, that edition. It's huge. Oh, gosh, let's see. How many, what are we talking about here? Seven, 700 pages. It is a great book to deal with all sorts of things that people might throw at you if you're not a Christian. How about things like evidence for the Old Testament? People don't often think about that. Evidence for truth. Do we think there's truth? Evidence for Jesus. Well, we need that. Evidence for a God, for the Bible. Just practical, useful, wonderful things in this book. Okay, so I'm done with the general apologetics. Well, i still got a few more to go, so I'll keep the, keep the pace up here a little bit. Let's go to uh, social issues. I'm going to suggest two books in the area of social issues. 
The Case for Life by Scott Klusendorf. <clears throat> I believe he's the world's expert these days on uh, uh, the anti-abortion, making the case for life. And so this is an important book. <clears throat> Chuck Colson praises it. J.P. Moreland backs it up. This has so much good information. It's a feast of helpful information, as J.P. Moreland says, The Case for Life. If you're in any kind of uh, discussion with somebody who's pro-choice, you need that book. One more book in the area of social issues. <clears throat> I think I've uh, covered this in a previous podcast. It's called A Practical Guide to Culture. John Stone Street and Brett Kunkel, A Practical Guide to Culture, Helping the Next Generation Navigate Today's World, it says. <clears throat> and I've gotten so much out of this for some of my presentations. Things like, what should we say about pornography, the hookup culture, sexual orientation, gender identity, affluence, consumerism, addiction, entertainment, racial tension? How do we talk about these things from a Christian perspective? Well, what I like a lot about this book is that they start with the cultural lies that we're hearing these days. They, they knock down those cultural lies, and then they have a section in each chapter. What can we do? And so, again, very practical for parents, <clears throat> for uh, anybody dealing with this uh, culture that seems to be running amok. Let me suggest, let me move to a new area. Let's go to the area of the Bible. And I want to go back to J. Warner Wallace again. Let's take his first book as a great example, Cold Case Christianity. He investigates the claims of the Gospels. And he has such good um, areas to discuss, and he presents all sorts of interesting material. Of course, he's a cold case detective, so he tells some of these wonderful stories as well. So things like, uh, were the Gospels written early enough that you really have eyewitnesses that wrote them? What about their testimony? Are they their their uh, statements about Jesus? Were they corroborated by outside sources and evidence? Were they accurate? Were they biased? What about their bias? And so this is a good book. You need that one. Let me go to one last area, and that is if you're dealing with other religions and sects and groups that uh, cults maybe. The book is called The Kingdom of the Cults. Walter Martin and Ravi Zacharias. And they cover, and it says Kingdom of the Cults, but it covers more than cults. So that's what's good about it. Let me go to the uh, contents here. Things like Jehovah's Witnesses, Christian Science, the Mormons, uh, Buddhism. Then you get into the big faiths, right? Buddhism and um, Eastern religions and the New Age and Islam. And so there's a lot here that you may find to be useful to you. Again, it's a mighty big book, pretty pretty impressive size, but it's something that you might want to consider for Christmas or birthdays or whatever. So I hope these are helpful ideas for you. Um, I'll be glad to email me if you have any questions, gary.zacharias at gmail.com. Uh, go to my website, apologeticsforlife.org, gain more information there, but I'd be glad to answer any questions that you might have about these books in particular. Sorry I've kind of overwhelmed you. I know I've given you a lot of information, but uh, I hope you find it helpful for you. 